Hi, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. I'm Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Professor Nero Siriwardena, Professor of Primary and Pre-Hospital Healthcare at the School of Health and Social Care at the University of Lincoln. We're going to discuss the paper that he and his team have written titled Academic Performance of Ethnic Minority versus White Doctors in the MRCGP Assessment, a cross-sectional study. So thanks, Nero, for joining us here today. I was especially interested in this paper as I'm currently just about to sit my recorded consultation assessment for MRCGP and am a non-white candidate. But tell us a bit more about the background to this work. What do we know already about differential attainment amongst doctors from an ethnic minority? Yeah, so differential attainment has been on the agenda for quite a number of years now since it was found that there are a number of differences in performance in the licensing assessment. And this happens in a whole range of licensing assessments, but uh, it's particularly been highlighted in the GP licensing assessment because that's an endpoint assessment. And what has been found is that there are differences in certain groups Uh, around their performance. So between male and female candidates, between ethnic minority and white British candidates, and between international medical graduates and those graduating in the UK. So that's been known for some time. But what's been less well understood is why these differences are there and what explains those differences. So talk me through what you did here. Um, This was a study looking at MRCGP and differential attainment. How did you collect the data and look at the extent of differential attainment in in this study? You looked, I think, at all components of MRCGP. That's right. So this is the first time that a research team have looked at all of the components and the components, as many of you will know, for GP licensing are the applied knowledge test. That's a computer-based test of applied knowledge. The recorded consultation assessment, which replaced the clinical skills assessment as a, an assessment of clinical con- consulting and communication, and then workplace-based assessment which has a number of assessments within it, which are then uh, um, looked at at the end of each year as part of the annual review of competence progression for GPs. So that's what we looked at. We looked at doctors who'd been selected into GP training in 2016 and followed them up until 2021 and looked at their initial selection scores. Those are scores on the MRSA. Uh, So that's the multi-recruitment specialty assessment test. And then we followed that up by looking at performance in the applied knowledge test, the clinical skills assessment or the recorded consultation assessment and and workplace-based assessment and annual review of competence progression. This was the first time that that had been done for all of the components of the exam. And the other difference, I would say, in in this analysis 
is that we also looked at specific learning difficulty as one of the confounders because when, when you look at uh, these differences, but whether it's by gender or ethnicity or by place of training, there are a, a whole range of other factors. Not only do these intersect with each other, gender, ethnicity, and place of qualification, they're, they're, they're overlapping differences, but there are relationships also with uh, specific learning difficulties, which are different in these different groups. And then what hadn't been looked at before is the, the initial selection score to start with and how that impacted on performance. So you looked at this these numbers of different uh, areas that could interplay in terms of uh, a doctor's assessment. And just talk me through some of the main findings. What did you find from looking at the initial MRSA and then how these trainees did in the end? So what we found and what we had to do was to use multivariable models, taking into account account of all of these factors because they they were interrelated and looked at their performance at the endpoint at the licensing endpoint for each of these assessments and what we found was a little bit surprising so when you take into account the MSRA score actually minority ethnic doctors don't do any worse than white british doctors in GP licensing. In fact, uh, for the applied knowledge test, they do significantly better, which might be a surprise for the clinical exams. So the recorded consultation assessment or the clinical skills assessment, they do just as well. And for workplace-based assessment, they do just as well. I mean, just to clarify the background to, to this problem, these differences by ethnicity were known in the past and people said, well, of course, we can understand why doctors who've trained abroad and their initial medical training abroad might do differently because, of course, their educational background is different. But there's a problem if minority ethnic doctors who are UK trained do worse because, of course, they, they've been Many of them have been brought up here and trained here. So why should they not do as well? And is that to do with discrimination in the GP licensing assessment? And what our analysis suggests is that it isn't due to discrimination, that actually it relates to differences at selection. And that, that, that then raises the interesting question of, well, if there are differences in selection, is there a problem with the selection assessment? Well, the thing is that the selection test is also a computer-marked uh, test. It's done using a clinical, clinical component and also a situational judgment test. And these are very well validated test. They're computer marked. There's, there's no uh, assessor who who might be biased in in their assessment. So unless you can argue that there's some sort of 
inherent or intrinsic bias in that uh, selection assessment uh, that's causing those differences, which I don't, I, do, I don't really think there's any basis for, then this is a strong predictor, if you like, the score at selection of then licensing performance. So what do you think the implications are for GP trainees who enter training but have lower scores on the MRSA? Is there something that can be done for them or or something done to help them throughout GP training to improve them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is one of the areas that's being looked at very carefully in training schemes and many training schemes around the country are working to try and address this issue of differential attainment. What they're doing is for doctors, for whatever reason, who've come into training, who've had differences in their educational experience, it might have been early on in their education or it might have been at medical school that have meant that they haven't done so well at selection that um, they're provided with additional training, additional support that might be support in particularly for international medical graduates in understanding the health system. Uh, it might be support in, in language and communication skills. It might be a whole range of different types of support that they're, that is provided to trainees. And that more intensive support, if you like, will enable uh, those trainees ultimately to pass their licensing assessment. So in some ways, the results are reassuring because, as you say, um, they suggest that the problem isn't discrimination of ethnic minority doctors who performed no worse in the components of MRCGP, but the international med- medical graduates had lower pass rates in the clinical components. Do you have any specific implications or take-home messages for, for instance, educational trainers uh, or for educators working in primary care as a result of of this study? Yes, I think there are a couple of messages for educators, but also trainees. I think the first thing and perhaps the most important aspect of this is that it's not a, it really isn't about ethnicity. And so I, I, I think it's very important not to stereotype trainees, whether it's in terms of ethnicity or or disability, that they're more or less likely to pass or fail this assessment, because I think that can have a negative impact on trainees themselves thinking, you know, about their likelihood of passing, but also the educators and how they perceive trainees. I think it's much more appropriate and helpful to think about differences in educational background, uh, differences in education and training when coming into the trainee scheme and then making sure that uh, a detailed assessment is done early, that uh, people could recognise where uh, difficulties may arise and that those are addressed and support is provided uh, throughout the process of training. So, uh, so I think uh, I think this provides a 
positive message for both trainees and trainers in terms of the outcomes of training and also a message about additional support needed for some uh, and it's not on the basis of any protected characteristic but on the basis of their educational background. So I think the message I'm hearing from this work is that being proactive is an important tool in terms of helping support these trainees, whether they be international medical graduates or people who are experiencing different learning difficulties. Exactly. Yeah, that sums it up. And I just wanted to touch upon the fact that the RCGP have just announced the next iteration of the clinical component of the MRCGP assessment, which is a simulated consultation assessment. Any reflections on this given the findings of this study. I know it's all at, at an early stage, but I just wondered if you're thinking about that or perhaps planning, plotting the next study, <laughs> looking at how candidates perform in, in the upcoming CSA or SCA, as it will be called, yeah. That's right. So as I understand it, um, this will be the follow-on to the recorded consultation assessment and it's still, it's yet to be confirmed. Um, but the plan is for um, for it to replace the recorded consultation assessment. I think we don't know what impact it will have on uh, uh, differential attainment. I, th I think it's very, very important that we continue to look carefully at assessments um, and the impact or particular assessments on attainment. I think one of the things that our study has shown is it's very important when you're looking at this issue to make sure that you take into consideration scores at selection as well as uh, differences due to specific learning difficulties before making a judgment on differences by ethnicity or um, uh, primary medical qualification or gender. You know, this, this is an important part of the, the, the statistical modelling, if you like, that, that you do before making these judgments. Uh, nevertheless, I think it's important to, for us to look, look at these carefully uh, when the new assessment comes out. Well, we shall expect to see the paper soon then, so we'll wait with bated breath. Okay, well, I think that's, that's really what I wanted to cover, but I just wanted to say thank you again for taking the time today to, to speak to us. You're very welcome. Thanks very much. And thank you all very much for joining us um, and listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research article is being published today, that's the 21st of March, and can be found on bjgp.org. The show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. And if you're interested in hearing more about current research in UK primary care, please do join us at the BJGP Research Conference, which is being held on the 31st of March in London. It's fast approaching, and if you'd like to register, the conference website is bjgp.org forward slash conference. Thanks again for listening, and bye!